Hello, Nathan Foster here, and welcome to the Renovare Weekly Podcast. This week, I'm continuing my conversation with Mimi Dixon as she takes us uh, deeper into this idea of uh, how we follow Jesus and, and what that means in terms of our suffering and dying. And she takes it to some really helpful places in terms of community and how we do some of this together. In case you missed it, Mimi is the uh, senior pastor at uh, First Presbyterian Church in Golden, Colorado, where she's been for 31 years. She's an active member of the Renovare board and ministry team. Enjoy. Could, could you maybe, if you're comfortable, give an example of a narrowing space you found yourself in and how others were able to guide you in that? Right now I'm reading Dallas's book, The Allure of Gentleness. Mm-hmm. And he talks a little bit about the way that narratives are formed and how we begin to operate out of those. And there, there's so much part of the substructure of our thinking that we're not even aware of them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it's just operating all the time. It's an operating system. And one of the narratives that I was raised with, I was raised in an environment where we thought a lot about working for God in the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And we had a very, most people could probably do this in five seconds or maybe five minutes. We can make a list and say, what does the ideal Christian look like? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we could, we could nail it because we thought about it. We were raised with it and it's, it's all very, um, it's really performance based. So I was raised in that kind of environment. So <laughs> when I became a pastor, I already knew what it looked like to be successful, so I didn't really have to talk to Jesus about it at all. <laughs> I, I already knew. And I had been trained in seminary. If you think about Teresa of Avila's um, Seven Mansions, the first three are very active. Mm-hmm. Coming to faith, really um, struggling against sin. The third one is running the bases, you know, where you you become a Christian, you discover your gifts, you get with a small group of people, and then you do mission. Mm-hmm. And so you just, you know, you're working for the kingdom. <laughs> well, once, you, once you've been on that path for a while, then the Trinity really says, come closer. Mm-hmm. Then everything changes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and that's what that's what our work is with Renovari. That's what we're helping people understand is what happens when you move off the porch into the house. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. it changes. Sure. And part of it part of it is this squeezing. So one of the narratives that I have had, persistent narratives I've had, is that whole idea of what it looks like to be successful mm-hmm. in living a life with God and in being contagious with that. So I fully thought, Nathan, I just fully thought that with the experiences that I've had of the Lord and the time that we'd spent together and how rich it was, that when I told people about Jesus, they would be absolutely smitten, (laughs) that they would just say, oh, my gosh, this is the sweetest, most (laughs) wonderful thing I've ever heard. Yeah, sign me up. And I was confused and dismayed, deeply dismayed when that wasn't the normal experience. You know, Mm. you have the wonderful, beautiful times when it's different, but... I it, it didn't happen the way I thought it would. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. I know Jesus is awesome. So I thought, hmm, where's the fault in this? Must be me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So then I started working harder to try to communicate what I consider to be in more effective ways. Again, in fact, the resistance was growing. Mm. Worked so against you. <laughs> yeah. So then I thought, well, what's going on? If you're talking about Jesus, won't people immediately respond? And there was one day I was actually on sabbatical because I'd gotten to the point where I was so stuck. Mm -hmm. And I'm on sabbatical, and one day, very clearly, I was lamenting. I had become a lamenter, and I was lamenting. (laughs) And um, Jesus just interrupted me. He said, stop. Mm -hmm. I said, what? And he said, have you never read the New Testament? Okay. And I was like, ah. And he said, did everybody just start following me? Did they open up their mm-hmm. arms? Did they just immediately respond to me? We're working through Acts right now, and oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. You cannot sustain that perception that if, if God is leading you to share and mm-hmm. you're doing it as faithfully as you can, A plus B equals C. Well, people will respond and there will be a revival, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, One of the things that Jesus taught me is that people get to choose. Mm -hmm. And that's the whole principle of free will. God lets people choose. I need to let people choose, too. Mm -hmm. I I cannot. And this is where the allure of gentleness is so profound, because Mm -hmm. Dallas says the same thing. He says it's the way we are that ultimately, and we're going to be talking about this in a different podcast, the, the importance of presence mm-hmm. to embody what it is that we're communicating so that people experience Jesus in us and they still get to choose. And it may take, people may need to spend some time in the far country before they're ready to mm-hmm. come home to mm-hmm. that. And mm-hmm. that is not our business. It, okay. The, um, what I really, really like about what you're saying is probably an experience or a thought process or that that all pastors have to go through at some point is you know I'm trying to give this and I'm not getting the response that I'm wanting from others that last line you said what was the last line you said <laughs> sorry that that people may need to spend some time in the far country before uh, they choose to come home and that's not our business it's not our business. Yes, that we we do we're faithful to the call, faithful to respond and to share and to be honest and open and and that's God's work then at that point. Well, and what I'm not free to do is to violate somebody's free will by saying, "Well, now let me put it another way." Uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. and and drill down. I I just think about that discipline that we that Dallas said that he practiced that we've talked so much about um I'm practicing the spiritual discipline of not having to have the last word yes that's a good one isn't it well what that really does is it says god is sovereign and the spirit is at work in that person's life in a way that i can't see mm-hmm. and i'm good with that I am I'm comfortable with trusting what God is doing and not making it my business to poke into something that God in his wisdom is choosing to keep to himself. Mm. Well cuz the tendency then born out of our inadequacy I think is to then 
begin to manipulate or try and coerce in, in destructive ways. And persuade, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I have a, a, when I practiced as a social worker, I had my definition of success, and, and I'll try it on you, see what you think, and okay. maybe it will fit some of this. Because what I would see happen is I'd work with clients, and some would get better, and some would get worse. Some would go to jail, and some would, you know, I mean, it, it was very, but I do the exact same thing. And I reached this conclusion that um, my job is to show up, to say yes, to be present. And yes. if I feel leading from God, I respond to that. But I suit up, I show up, I do it, and then I, and then I let go. Um, yeah. does, that, does that fit for ministry? I think that is exactly right, because we're, what we're really talking about here, it seems to me, is that transformation in a human heart is a work of the Spirit with which we may cooperate. And there are things that we can do to cooperate. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. We're, we're, talking, we're really talking here about the discipline of being together of life Mm -hmm. together, Mm -hmm. and choosing to be visible to one another because there are so many things with the clients you work with, with me, with you, that we cannot see because it's part of that operating system. Mm -hmm. It's it's Mm -hmm. assumed, and our, our experience tends to confirm it. So when you're in an environment where you're inviting someone to get well, Mm then you're raising questions or at least beginning to to kind of fiddle around with the operating system in a way that can feel either they won't recognize it at all or they will feel somehow threatened mm-hmm. or they mm-hmm. will feel like what you're saying is that they're a messed up person because they don't know how to think right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how you react, again, is part of the operating system. Now, can a person get better? I think that if you're around healthy community and people that love you long enough, mm-hmm. maybe you can begin being safe enough, if you're well, well, well protected, mm-hmm. being safe enough to begin dismantling some of the walls you built to protect yourself mm-hmm. from something mm-hmm. that happened earlier in life. So <sighs> we want to get well. We know it's going to squeeze We know that this is for our good because God is saying, man, you've been carrying that burden a long time and it's starting to break you down. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You're tired. You're even starting to have bad knees and a bad back because you're carrying (laughs) that burden. (laughs) And so he loves us so much, as Larry said, that he doesn't relent. Mm -hmm. He, He keeps offering us the opportunity to start putting these burdens down, to start start getting lighter, to become more free. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So community is the only place I have any hope of getting better. Mm. Well, that um, it it brings to a bigger a bigger issue, and or not bigger, but an important issue in that that stability and long term. So we're we're so transient, but much of what you've been talking about cannot happen in six months, a year. Some This is 10, 20 years of living life with people. Would, would you agree? Yes, that whole Benedictine vow of stability. Yes, yes. I, uh, that's what you're talking about here, and I agree. Now, 
I don't know. One of the things we talked about before we got on the podcast was um, presence. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. all, all of this folds back into presence. Mm-hmm. Um, can presence be something that happens virtually? Mm-hmm. I think it can assist. Okay. For example, our conversations, I always think about it for a long time, and it it informs the way that I'm thinking about things. Um, Reading a good book, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, the the allure of gentleness is is confirming, and it's speaking into this other thing that I've been thinking about, about how do we understand the narrowing way? What if we understood that that's normative for Christians? Mm-hmm. So when it happens, we're not surprised, mm-hmm. and we're not dismayed, mm-hmm. and and we don't mm-hmm. feel suddenly shamed by some revelation of brokenness, but mm-hmm. we just say, ah, isn't it wonderful? <laughs> yes. Look what the Spirit is doing, and I'm, I'm able to recognize it. Isn't it wonderful? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we help each other that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and the your thoughts on the Benedictine rule stability? I mean, this it, it feels critical to me to have some longevity in, in, in these community relationships. I mean, you, you've you been there. How many years have you been? At, at 30, years last, 30 years last April. Are you able to do things there that you couldn't have done? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely, because after this long, you know, people are making decisions all the time. Uh-huh. You get on the airline, they say, thank you for flying with us because we know you had lots of choices. Well, people have lots of choices and they choose to be part of community and they choose to stay knowing, as we do, that community, being together is hard work. Mm-hmm. Because you're making decisions all the time mm-hmm. to... um forgive one another, to choose to self-disclose when you can't predict how they will respond, to make the most important thing what the Spirit is leading us to do. So that means discernment. It takes a long time to listen. Mm -hmm. And it means starting by saying what your preference is and putting it down. Mm -hmm. So, yes, it's it really operates in some ways, I would say, like one of those religious communities of old, like what Teresa was doing. And and I just think that is so much fun. Mm. But it's it's come and die. Mm. It's learning to prefer what others have to say, to listen for what people are having, what they have to add to the conversation, to give everybody a voice. I don't know that you could do that in a large environment. Mm. And I can say, Nathan... I believe people are deeply lonely for what we're describing here. Mm-hmm, and there mm-hmm. there're going to be people listening to this podcast who say where do you where do you go? Yeah. to develop that sort of relationship with other people. Where do I find it? Mm. Where do people find it? Carefully. <laughs> I mean, I've struggled there 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 have been seasons in my life where I've felt so alone in a lot of this. Um, and, and, and it, it, it's helped me appreciate connections with people and friends who we can have, you know, conversations yes. with, but, but what, what do you say to particularly leaders? Cause I think those are the ones where anything that remotely looks like doubt or some personal shortcoming are, are, are going to feel it's not safe to go there. But 
how do we knit ourselves in safe communities where we can be squeezed together? And we are. Happily, not in the same ways at the same time, but sometimes we are. And then we need others to come into our, into our lives. Here at Golden, we have a group of churches. We call ourselves the Together Church of Golden, one church in different locations. Hmm. None of us are denominationally the same. Okay. Um, some of us are denomination, some of us independent, some of us larger, some of us smaller. But the thing we have in common and our you know, the ways that we would talk about doctrine are probably different. Not everybody is baptizing the same or whatever. Sure, sure. But our lowest common denominator is a deep sense of having been called by Jesus to serve him mm. and a um an awareness of how broken and needy we are. Mm-hmm. So that becomes the lowest common denominator, and we work hard, and you understand this from Thomas Kelly, we work hard to focus on the one thing, on our first order calling, which is Jesus, and not to get distracted by second order callings or second things, because it's easy in any group to get together and start talking about the kids, baseball, mm-hmm, how's the football mm-hmm. team doing, mm-hmm. um, what you think about what's being preached in church, um, what your ministry is, what you're working on, that kind of thing. Those are second things. Mm-hmm. And when we have a place, and this is what I'm saying, what answers this longing for community, I think it has to be community that comes together around the one thing, around the first thing, first order calling, which is to love the Lord our God with our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. second things, how we love our neighbors in distinctive ways, comes out of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what I what I really push into with people is, is helping them think about a group of people where their whole their their whole issue is not to solve something or plan something or evaluate something or maybe even to learn something. Mm. But to have a place where your focus is how do we I want to get better. I want to know Jesus more clearly. How can you help me? What do you know that I need to know? What do you see in me that I need to hear? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Is there something the Lord has shown you that you need to tell me? Mm -hmm, Now, mm -hmm. lots of things the Lord shows us isn't our business to tell the other person. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. Yeah. We have to we have to be careful. You say, Lord, you've revealed this for the purpose of prayer. If you want me to do anything more, make it clear. Mm-hmm. But it's it's a group where we're coming together for the sole purpose of listening together to the Lord mm-hmm. and listening for what he would say to us. And I think that there are other people that are hungry to do that. But when I said earlier, we need to be careful, we do. Because um, we want to make sure that what we're receiving and holding on to is really a word from the Lord and not mm-hmm. what somebody else thinks we need to hear. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I really like this picture, and, <clears throat> and I, th- there's a lot to work with on this. Um, uh, but this thing of first-order calling and a space where we gather to love God, not to solve, not to plan, not to learn, but to be in that and work with that together. Um, well, that's a, I'm going to work with that for a while. <laughs> I like that. Now, 
that isn't to say that you're not learning something. You know, you may right. meditate right. on a passage of scripture, Lexio Divina, mm-hmm. um, or Visio Divina, look at a painting and spend some time and then say, when I look at this, this is how it touches me. So you're, mm-hmm. you're really coming together in an Ignatian kind of way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How? Where do I see myself in this? And I listen to what you share about where you are hearing from the Lord in this, and I go, "Oh my gosh, me too." <laughs> I I hadn't thought of that until this next the, until this very moment, but I'm going to spend some time with that too. So you are learning, of course, but mm-hmm, you're not there to do a study as right, much right. as you're there to listen. Yeah. Well, and I think that, yes, and, and in that, right, learning will come, things will get solved, <laughs> things will yeah. be planned. I mean, that's maybe the natural right. growth of, right. of all that. And then the second calling of loving loving our neighbors, ourselves, then naturally flows out of that. It's very it's organic. It's an overflow. Yeah. I yeah. Like oh, Mimi, this is so good. Thank you <laughs> so much. <laughs> well, thank you for the time and all of you who have tuned in because this is really cool this is talk (laughs) this is gathering around first things yes isn't it fun to have uh, our invisible community joining us here with us well we'll we'll definitely do it again thank you so much mimi thanks nate bye-bye bye